Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith over here, Broadcasting Live, Pensacola Business Radio, and it is Tech Screw-Up Thursday, we've decided. Uh, we started our morning with a couple of little hiccups, but we've gotten through it, and uh, so now I'm allowed to bring you these two fantastic guests I have today, I have uh, Ben White from Ben White Productions. It's a very appreciate original, you having me. Very original name. Absolutely. Uh, took a long time to come up with. It was sure. really creative. It was <laughs> the I, only one I could come up with. <laughs> that was it, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. And then joining us via Skype, which has been uh, a new thing here for our studios and for our station uh, recently. So uh, I have Carolyn Hall from CL3 Agency. So good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, fellas. How are you? I think we're pretty good. You are officially like my sixth maybe uh skype guest so this is a new you know format we're trying here and so far the sound and audio has been really well and it's been working for once um so welcome and you're number six so that's awesome because you're going to be in the top 10 because there's going to be like millions by the time i'm done (laughs) oh you better believe it i love (laughs) being in grassroots there you go so um (laughs) well let's for those that don't know carolyn go ahead and introduce yourself and let's start talking about some of your business and the cl3 agency Absolutely. And I thank you as well for giving me the opportunity um, to expand my reach and meet some new people and you guys as well. Yeah, very cool. Uh, What we do is we're a strategic market and event planning company. I am from Connecticut, but I am based in Pennsylvania right now in the Pocono Mountain area. Uh, We do a lot of business in New York as well as other states. But the primary area is New York at this moment. We're developing a lot of our uh, creative, our art-focused components, um, showcasing, as always, that's what we do is help people brand themselves. So whether that's needing a logo or promotional material, website, online and offline presence is very important. So we like to think that we have a creative edge um, in, in creating unique, innovative ways to introduce people, a product, a service, things to that nature. Very and cool. then we tie in the event planning angle because our belief is that if you're not doing some type of event on an annual basis, whether it's a customer appreciation, a meet and greet, seminar, anything to that nature, then you might be missing a big part of your marketing strategy. And that is what we do. Very neat. So talk to me about your, your branding um, style, because you've, you've mentioned logos and you mentioned people, branding people or branding um, as well as branding products. So I, I think the, the world definitely needs a highlight of the difference between branding a product and branding a person. So I'm always curious because I love social engineering how that looks in somebody else's mind when you actually to go to take a person and create that brand that they are. Well, I think you said it right there is I think a lot of people miss that component of it should tie into the person, right? Um, whether that's the president of the company or whether it's the whole team, you know, management team. But I believe that where we take a lot of time out is to get to know that, company, the individuals that are leading that company and running that company. And in that session of getting to know them, that's where we find out what they're trying to do. 
Um, and a lot of times you'd be surprised how we're able to help people identify it, especially for businesses that are new and those that are even seasoned because we've worked with them all and, and mm-hmm. all in between. But a lot of times you need the reminder, not only the guidance, if it is new for you, how do I keep my business connected to me? Because the reason you get into business hopefully is to, to make money, <laughs> make money, but you want to enjoy it too. Like, sure. you know, you want to be able to have your skill set, your passions, uh, what you like to do, always be a part of that. And in that hustle and bustle of trying to make money, we may lose sight of that or we may get bare off. So we like to, that's where we have a lot of conversation with you, get to know you, um, and, and, and even if you haven't gone to a certain territory or region or area, we help connect that. And mm-hmm. then we get you excited and then we get excited. And then that's where the strategy comes in because it also has to be a sound action plan. Sure. You know? Yeah. So I subscribed a long time ago to the uh, philosophy that you can no longer sell a product because you are the product. I think the uh, the market probably took that turn maybe five years ago where it really didn't matter what you were selling me. It was who you were and how you were selling it to me. And uh, Absolutely. yeah, I think that's an important factor. To, again, I love the social engineering part of it because like that, there's the challenge. You can make a can of soda look pretty, right? You can right. <laughs> take somebody and make them be something. That's, that's a right. challenge. So, um, okay. So other than, than branding and, and some strategy stuff, and it, and it sounds like some really good conversations, what other services do you uh, do you offer? How do you you know what all do you, what all ties into you know taking somebody from A to B? Well, definitely, once we have that conversation, we're able to come back with what we call that sound strategy, and we discuss it with you. A lot of times, it includes um, maybe even something as simple as professional Photoshop uh, and and getting your portfolio. A lot of people don't take out the time to do that because right. they're so focused on a product or service. It may even be take that product and service and get a photo shoot in a nice, engaging uh, fashion. So you're capturing the product. I like to connect. I think I, I think I always aim to when I say a product or a service. You know, a lot of times it's practical, right? And it makes sense that I need that. But am I really emotionally connecting with it? That's a whole different ballpark. Mm -hmm. So I strive to do that. So it may be a matter of up uh, beating your social engagement on your social pages. Everybody's a member of everything, you know, (laughs) Facebook, but are we really interactive? And I know even with me, time is a factor sure, that sure. prevents me because you can get lost on these social networks. However, when I'm working on a project or a marketing campaign, I make that a priority. Which social network should you really be focused on? Mm-hmm. Is it really wise to be spread so thin, so to speak? Uh, a lot of people just want to post a picture or, or a link of their website and direct people to the direct traffic to the website which right. is which is vital sure so we don't want to forget that however are there other little things that you can be doing how about i get to know you up close and personal how many of us love music but i don't necessarily go and buy music mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. it's very easy for me to listen to it. So when I go buy music, I guarantee it's because I saw an interview, I read an article about you, I watched how you interacted with your audience, you know, real mm-hmm. people, real time, and it impressed me. And it left, uh, that's what branding is, is leaving that impression. Yeah. So it's, it's a combination of the emotional connection, and then you match that with the visual. I call it how we package you, your presentation. How do we present you? And an image we all know can either make or break a deal. Sure. Within those seconds. Yeah, you can so, either have uh, customers or you can have clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. So depending on that client and that project we're working on, some may be, uh, we may feel need a little bit more up close and personal to the owner, how we talked about. Um, how about connecting when you hear about chefs, you know, where did you get that from? Hmm. You know, was it grandma's recipe? Yeah. And then you get these people talking and reminiscing. And before you know it, they're like, wow, I forgot about that. Or I didn't even really connect that. And I think that's important because it has a way of subconsciously grounding you on your focus, on your purpose. And when you lose sight of what your purpose is and focus, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. To build something in there that you can sort of check yourself with. Absolutely. Yeah. A a filter, so to say. Right. It is. I mean, you've got certain things you take pictures of that have to go through a filter. Otherwise, it's just not going to look right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of the conversation that you guys were talking about uh, with, you know, the person and, you know, the business and you're no, I was managing a social media or uh, I'm a social media management company. I was managing a realty company. And the first strategy that I had was, I thought it was about selling houses. Mm-hmm. And I realized the content wasn't getting as much engagement as it was about the realtors. Right. So I had to switch up my you know strategy towards selling realtors instead yeah. of selling houses. Yeah. That's it. You can't sell the product anymore, right? You're Absolutely. The product, so. Um, and the funny thing about that, if I can, if I can add, is yeah. all the products ends up selling itself. I remember one of my coaches said, "If it, if you got a hard sell, then you know you might you might need a new product. The wrong thing, you're doing the wrong thing. You really shouldn't. It's not a hard sell for products. So we have great inventions, we have great services, we have great products. I believe that's where maybe getting back to the core of it. What what really makes a buyer a buyer? Right, is right. what you have to evaluate. Yeah. And everybody with your different product or service, obviously it's, you're going to have a different answer. But I think it's important for you to step back and evaluate that. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I've always used with uh, with some of the onboarding stuff that I've done here is is um, two, really two questions. One, does your product serve a need, right? Does it fix a problem? Because mm-hmm. if it fixes a problem nine times out of ten, you're, you're going to be successful. Be okay. And is it relevant? (laughs) Is the problem relevant, right? Absolutely. Is your fix relevant or is it something that's just going to be gone? Or was it a need 20 years ago? Yeah. And I don't think that there are enough people letting the people know when it's not Mm -hmm. right. And, and there's, there's too many, uh, whether it's be agencies or freelance or whatever, there's too many people that are like, Oh yeah, that's great. Let's just go for it. Right. And then you send somebody down a road that's, they're not prepared for. Absolutely. As opposed to just being honest. So, and I say all that to open up a, a question. Do you care, Linda? How do you decide who to work with and like what's your onboarding process look like? Huh, that's a great question. And and call me crazy, but I have to have a synergy. I have to have that connection first with that group individual. 
product service, just like how you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And once I feel that synergy personally, and, and that might be a thin line because you have to make sure that you don't ever allow your personal to interfere with a good business decision either because it's your dream, your baby, and you're hiring me. So my job is to help you. However, I can't sell that. I can't promote that. I can't feel that if I don't have the synergy with what you offer. Um, Communication is very key. So I take note to our ability and the ability of that client to communicate with each other because you're not always going to agree. Right, right. And if you don't keep those lines of honest, you mentioned honest. I'm Mm -hmm. very, very honest and forward. And you are so correct. That people, I think as, as humans, though, we tend not to, to, let's say we tend to shy away from being completely honest. With sure, because you don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Yeah, you don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to offend them. And, and, and I would hope that as professionals, we respect each other's, uh, you know, dream, your company, things that you want to do may not be what I want to do. But there's a certain level of humanity and, and respect that has to stay forefront as well. Mm -hmm. So I believe that for me, because I work with a small team, obviously, you know, being a service provider, I bring people in per project as needed. Um, But I do all the concepts, all the concepts, all the strategy. uh, And I take out that time. So in that, in that initial session, that creative consultation session, I'm able to see what are the strengths what are the weaknesses? Where do we connect? Where do we maybe disconnect? And when I evaluate the cons and the disconnects, that's when I usually will say, we can work with you. Or I don't think we're the ones for you. Right. But I got a recommendation. Are there you certain know? sectors and that you just can't you know, work, work around? Yeah, there has been, there has been, and I find them to be those that have more of a restrictive yeah, absolutely. feel. I'm a free spirit. I'm a, uh, you know, creative think out of the boxer. And in order to do that, that's taking risk. That means sometimes trusting me, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and trusting my judgment. But here's the, here's the kicker and here's the beauty of it all. I'm also not afraid to admit, I think, Ben, that was you that mentioned, if you got to change a strategy. Absolutely. So sometimes what I think might be the solution, and very quickly, because you you got your finger on it, you're paying attention, I hope, mm-hmm. so you've got to be honest with yourself, too, and say, hey, this isn't going how I thought it would. I need to switch this up. But again, that communication with the client, I'm being honest with them, helps them trust me more, rely on me more. And kind of relinquish, because you do need a client to relinquish their control when it comes to the marketing strategy, excuse me, um, to a certain degree. Yeah, and uh, us creatives that, have, have issues with that, don't we? Because it's all, they always think that they can do it themselves. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody thinks they're a star, right? A yeah. singer. And because you seem good or your mom tells you you're, you're, you're good. But you get on that stage and the producers or the, you know, the people that are professionals in that talent world might have a different opinion. So So um, it's very important to be able to not only give that, but also to receive that. You may have to change or adjust something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think prepping your clients with be prepared to lose something at some point. Yeah, you know, and learn right. to love it because it's just telling you more of what you don't want and giving you Absolutely. guidance to what you do. And even want. up front too, just saying, "Hey, I can't promise you everything. Right. I can't give you the world, but we can make a path to get there." Yeah. So, or, um, or, or even saying, "Let's try this." I use yeah. the word, "Let's explore this." Let's yeah. try. And then when I'm convicted, the opposite of that is true too. Because then when I'm sure, sure, like tried, true, tested, proven mm-hmm. all these years, then I stay just as convicted. And, and, and it may, some clients, it may take a little bit of, uh, for them, a, a moment for them to say, okay, really, all right, you're right, Carolyn. And it's not about being right. You want results. But some clients will right away say, all right, let's do it your way. Let's try it your way. And but when I'm sure about something, I'm sure. But if I'm not sure, then I do say that. That's a great point. Then it's no harm, no, no shame in saying, "Let's try this." Yeah. I think this might work. Well, you know? especially as fast as everything's changing these days. I mean, digital today was different than digital yesterday. I mean, that's <laughs> literally how quick it is. So, uh, okay, Carolyn, I've got two questions left that I just, I, I actually three questions that I usually try to always ask. So, especially to people that are in this industry of marketing and advertising and, and branding, when it comes to um, doing that for yourself and your firm, what are your top like two go-tos? Do you use yourself or do you outsource or what is your strategy for that? <laughs> I always wonder, are we so vain that we do our, that we do our own stuff, our own marketing, which I think I know my answer already <laughs> is, is oh, sometimes it's a necessity, right? Because we're, we're on budget. I get that. But also sometimes it's not a good idea. Yeah. Right. So I'm curious what your, what your top two go-tos are when you're trying to get the word out and get some business built. You hear me chuckling because you do have to force yourself sometimes. It's very easy for me, though, when I get to a block where I have, again, being honest with myself, I evaluate myself as well. I turn to online resources first, to be very honest with you. Yeah. I do a lot of research. I do a lot of reading. I find out what the other successful marketers or planners are doing. Um and I evaluate and I say, hey, let me try that. It makes sense. Or there's been times when I'll say, oh, I never did that. I never thought that that would work. But mm-hmm. something I'm doing isn't working. So then I will try it. Um, the second resource I'd have to say is peers. I have a, we all have a core group of people that you can you, you uh, uh, go in conference with, so to speak. I have an advisory council. I, I, I know that of which you speak. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. I have it's a, a smart move. Peers and I call them or I'll email them and I'll say, Hey, here's the situation. I need your input. And, and they give it, they give it and they're honest with me. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are really my two resources. First, I do my own research, do a lot of reading. And then I, and then like you had mentioned, everything is so innovative. you got to stay on top of it. So I do that often. Right. Very cool what's happening out there, what's working, what's not working. And then I will um, also some cases I'll go directly to a peer. Nice. Okay. So um, my other two questions are number one, what is your best mistake? And then number two is number two is what book are you reading? You know something? I'm going to answer question two first. (laughs) I used to have, I used to make time to read. I have not read a book in months. I feel your pain. So funny you say that you're going to make me go get a book. I, I'm not even lying. I'm not even kidding. I used to make myself 
shut the computer off, you know, because working from a home office, sure. you know how that goes. I would make myself um, turn the TV off, turn everything off, and read a book. And I have not done that. And it used to, I like the it, uh, different kind of books, not only informative. Sometimes I want my brain to rest. So it would be, you know, recreational pleasure book. Um, and then I would escape. And it had a way of ba- keeping me balanced. Um I think the only reason I haven't done that too, though, is we got a couple of company new projects. So, you know, my focus is laser right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first question that, that, that one I'm smiling because you know what? My biggest mistake, is that how you said it? My, my your best, best mistake. What's your, what's been your best, best mistake? mistake was recent. I just planned an event and the group, I brought them from about a group of a dozen people to New York to be a part of this event. I gave them all the information in writing. People don't read. (laughs) They don't read. Yeah, we scan. We scan. Yeah. Yeah. And and then your eye gravitates to what you want to see or what connects with you. Mm -hmm. So they miss some very, very important, pertinent pieces of what they were responsible for, what they were getting. Uh, they missed some email communications. I told you communication is very important to me. Right. They missed some email communications saying, hey, there's an adjustment. We're not going to get this particular room because you guys missed the deadline. You know, I don't like to point fingers, but you dropped that ball, not me. Right, right. So now my job is to still make it happen. Because, again, it's not about who's right or wrong. Let's just get this done and let's get it done right. Very well, good. the group was very, very disgruntled. And, and I had to, I just had to tell them, I said, you guys, look at one, two, three, four, five. This is what we promised you. What did you get? Right. You got one, two, three, four, five. However, because you missed reading, you didn't pay attention to the detail. Now you're disgruntled, but you're disgruntled at the wrong person. Be disgruntled at yourself. Actually, don't even be disgruntled. Take it as a lesson because you were disappointed that you didn't get what the original plan had laid out. But I also informed you when that original plan changed. So it was very disheartening to me because I had gone above and beyond, which I usually do anyway. And, um, it just reminds me what my dad used to say to us kids. Don't ever do anything if you don't mean it from your heart. You're better off disappointing someone, having somebody mad at you and saying no mm-hmm. than doing something. Because after a while, I mean, in, in life, you, you know, you do things you don't always want to do. So it wasn't an unrealistic. But his point was, for the most part, you're not going to get back what you give. Make sure you do it from your heart so that you don't have that resentment that you're not uh, regretting yeah. that you did something. And that's what I felt in this case. I went above and beyond. Even the day of the event, it rained. It was supposed to be an outdoor mm-hmm. event and it rained. I scrambled. It's the worst case scenario. Um, yeah. And that's my job to be prepared for those, as, especially as an event player. If you don't have anything going wrong at the last minute and haywire, then you're, you know, you're not a real event planner. But, um, being prepared is the key. Being prepared. 
And I felt I was. I felt I went above and beyond. But it kind of hurt my feelings that they didn't appreciate that. And then they had to turn around and say, oh, you're a scam. And you didn't give us what you wanted. And, and my character is the total opposite. So that was my best um, mistake. You know why I say it was a mistake? I should have. There were times that I knew I probably should have taken out the time to clarify. Right, right. Because I had a feeling, and my, you know, you just know. You had a gut, didn't you? I'm and you didn't listen to it. This group isn't really hearing something, so I probably should have stopped, looked, and talked a little bit more to the group. Right. Well, there you go. And I always say, let's. You got to turn them. You got to burn one of them. It, like, oh, yeah, like absolutely. It's, it's gonna happen. So let's just go ahead and get it over with. Early. So, right. Yeah. I did that with one of our drones. It's going to wreck. I'm just going to go ahead and wreck it right now or, or at least not get upset when it does wreck because it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a, a, a fall or a failure at some point. Just like Skype. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just like Skype. And, uh, Part and, of the process. Yeah, Part of the process. that's it. So, well, very cool. Well, Carolyn, uh, for those that are interested in finding out some more about you or getting in touch with you, where can we send them to? I would definitely send them to the main website, Charlie. L is in Larry, the number three agency. Oh, no, I just changed that. Mm-hmm. Scratch that. C-L, the number three hub, H-U-B is in boy, dot com. So www.cl, the number three hub, dot com. And then you'll see all the different branches and different uh, other components to the company. My phone number is 203-565-6170. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all under CL3 Agency. And I'm going to give my email, CL, the number three, agency at Gmail. There you go. Well, very cool. Well, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You'll stick around. We'll hear uh, Ben's story here. I definitely want to hear Ben. All right, Ben. Appreciate it. Follow that up. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, man. So, um, <laughs> to uh, the wolves. Th- and I'll be honest. I thought this morning, I thought you were going to be on the Skype call too. I didn't realize that. I forgot that you were here. I was a town. physical human being yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. He's not just the man behind the curtain. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so That's tell true. me, man, what is Ben White Productions? I know, creative name, right? So hey, look, Ben White Productions. Your own horn, man. <laughs> Ben White Productions has many forms or it's morphed over the years. It was a business that I started at 20 years old. I was one out of 14 out of 400 people to get an interview with FSU Film School. Go Nose. I uh, bombed it. I didn't fight mm. for it. You know, it was a terrible, terrible interview. And I was on the way home and my dad was saying, you know, you keep waiting for people to give you an opportunity. Why don't you just start one for yourself? Yeah. So the next week, got a small business license, turned it into Ben White Productions. And that's how it started. Yeah. And it started out as strictly video production. You know, I was just doing videos for people who needed them as I was going through college, morphed into photography. And then I found a huge need that people don't know how to utilize social media effectively. Mm-hmm. And I found that most business owners aren't. So I have developed clients over the course of two, three months where I manage their social media, their Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. accounts. And um, I provide all the content for them. I you know, organize it to where 
you know, I'm the self machine doing it so they don't have because the biggest thing for them is time. Oh yeah. They always. just do not have the time, time to sit down, get the content and get it posted and get it optimized to where it's being actually seen by people. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how Ben White Productions has grown over the course of I think four years now. I think he, I think you, you, I'm, I lived in this, I'm living in the same world. So you get in, <laughs> you get into this, the audio visual sort of fun, geeky side of electronics and, and this kind of stuff. And, and then you're telling stories, usually starting with your own. And then you're realizing, dude, my skill set like helps a lot of problems. Yeah, it does. And, and you can, you can transfer so much of it. Um, and prior to this, I told you I was a chef, right? So one of the biggest things I think I've always seen is everything I ever needed to know about running a business I learned in a restaurant. Yeah. Right? Because of the teamwork and the leadership Absolutely. all that stuff. So same thing with with this world, I think, of the storytelling and the branding and the social engineering. Is you start out in one thing and next thing you know, you're like, dude, I can do like 50 of these things. <laughs> yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, and they all coincide. Yeah, they right? do. So Because you can't have social media without content. Yeah. And uh, that's a huge difference because the biggest question I get is about digital marketing. Uh-huh. People think that I'm in SEO or SEM or website development. I'm not. That's not one of my skill sets. Mm-hmm. One of my skill sets is knowing what people like, knowing the content to get, and knowing mm-hmm. how to put it through the platforms for people to see it. Yeah, That's one of my skill sets. And they're... They, both need to coincide with each other. Yeah. You know, one, most companies actually have digital marketing above social media. They think, oh, it's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We, we, we post occasionally. We, and it works. We have some mm-hmm. followers. Or we, and, we, or we share somebody else's. But w- with the times, social media is now a lot more vital to a company mm-hmm. than having a digital ad because all these aggressive, assertive advertising tactics, everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. And they're just fighting for website space. All these car dealerships, they're all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're fighting for ad space on you know Facebook, on you, Google, wherever. You know, mm-hmm. Having organic social outreach, that's what I go to for, you know, mm-hmm. with all my clients, has a heck of a lot more, you know, groundwork yeah. than digital ads. Yeah. You get a much better return on social outreach yeah. than, and, and, and knowing how to use the platforms correctly than, you know, putting out a digital ad yeah. with a pay-per-click campaign. All right. So, so give me, give me the good tip for Facebook, Instagram, and let's just say Twitter. And then I don't do the Snapchat. I don't do Snapchat or Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I stay away from both. Twitter here in this market. I don't know how it is um, for small. you, Carolyn. It's, it just does. It's not relevant right no. now. So Facebook no. and Instagram are, are king. Yeah, that's not one of my favorites. Yeah. So, all right. So, so best tip as far as whatever, just getting probably reach, getting engagement reach, getting (laughs) relevant, quality, localized content. Yeah. That's what matters. People like to know that you're in their community. People like to know that you're helping out in your community. They like to see the, uh, this might, this might be a little confusing to you, but in Pensacola, we have this huge mural, the Mm -hmm. brouhaha, right? Best marketing decision ever. And it was relatively cheap. Tons of people post pictures in mm-hmm. front of it. And all they're doing is recycling that user-generated content. Yeah. Puppies. Yeah. Pet land. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Look at them. They it's are brilliant. literally on... Everybody goes into Petland. They get a picture with a puppy. Play with it for five minutes. Yep. Put it on Instagram. They're tagging your location. All they're doing is recycling that user-generated yeah. content. That's what you need. That's yeah. what you need to tap into is the content and influencer marketing. Because... Like I said, the digital marketing, everybody's just fighting for ad dollars. Mm -hmm. So having somebody that knows what they're doing about the content that's actually being posted on there and getting high quality pictures too matters and high quality video video and video. 
I huge. Think you said something too that people people no longer want to. They don't want to just buy the product. They want to be part of the experience. Absolutely right. And so that's what social media, I think, is really let everybody do. Um, some to their own demise. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, but uh, uh yeah. and it's, it's kind so of crazy that's that, that personal connection we talked about. Yeah, and I was actually talking to somebody about this before, and it kind of is relevant to what we were talking about, and what Caroline was talking, Caroline was talking about, and. People, I, n- I think, now have three tiers, mm-hmm. especially millennials. Yeah. They have three tiers and some two if they have a business, but I, I do. Mm. So I have three tiers. One's my business. One's Ben White Productions. Yeah. They have a brand. I, that has a brand. Sure. Ben White has a brand. Right. On how I present myself to the public on mm-hmm. social media. And then there's Ben. Right. That's my personal life right. that no one knows about, especially in the public yeah. arena. Okay. So I think we have a, especially millennials have a really good way of, differentiating those three brands yeah. and a lot of people are trying to catch up with that and trying to figure out because if a company writes I've seen I've seen the CEOs flip out over bad reviews mm-hmm. flip out over bad reviews they're taking them very personally and I'm like why are they taking it personally it's because they haven't differentiated themselves from mm-hmm. their company or they don't have a solution or they don't have a solution right. but you know Having a bad review doesn't mean that you're personally attacked. No, because you know it, the, the the beauty of and I, this is what I always tell clients: this is your opportunity to show people how you handle bad news. Absolutely, right? especially with Google as a parent and, and even Facebook. I, I've, I know clients that I have that they'll leave them up there, the two or three, and I mean some of them are like because when people customers get mad about yeah. their money, they say things that normally yeah. they wouldn't say. No, absolutely not. And, and so it's they've a faceless enemy. They've left it up there with like just the cool, calm, and collected response and stuff. I, I mean, it's. it's it's going to happen, right? Yeah. It's like wrecking the drone or, yep. or you fall. Yep. It's going to happen. You might as well handle it with some grace. Absolutely. And how, and just the way that they handle it, you know, if they're looking at it from a personal app, a, uh, like Avenue, mm-hmm. they're have, they haven't separated it out. Yeah. And you yeah. need to say, especially if you're a personal brand, because there's people that I work with that they are their own brands. Yeah. They are selling a service yeah. like me, <laughs> you know, yep. I have to differentiate that. So if somebody says you're a terrible person on the internet, that doesn't mean they know you as sure. a person. I'm sure, sure you're a fine person, right? But they can't differentiate so, it. Well, and I was going to say that. So the three tier thing that you're speaking of—that's a strategy because yeah. I'm on the other spectrum. Like the 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 businesses because they're mul- I, I own and operate multiple. They stay their own brand, yep. Yep. correct? But then they are housed under a brand that can call it a group. You know, so that one, it keeps me from being confused. <laughs> yeah. Two, it, I try to leverage it that way so that it's, it's more exposure, obviously. But, um, and I don't share all of them directly with my personal stuff, mm-hmm. but this, the business radio one and, and some of the stuff that I do around the community of the speaking and, and that and sort of just the storytelling. Absolutely. Definitely go hand in hand. So it's not necessarily I- identical posts or, or, you know, play yeah. on it, but. When people think Pensacola Business the Radio, they, they think of me, or when they think of me, they think of Pensacola, which is which is what I want. I mean, Absolutely, want that, that connectedness and that dot. So, as opposed to keeping them separate from me, it's 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 integrated, right? So it's got its, it's ups and downs because there's times I want to do other things. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hey, aren't you that radio guy? Yeah, I'm like, Absolutely, yeah, but I can do this too. So. Yeah, it's hard to break out of it once you yeah. you know attach to it. Yeah, because there's there's companies that I've worked with, like for, not mm-hmm. with. That I didn't want any part, like I didn't want to be represented in that. I didn't want to go to events as if I was for them sure. because that separates, you know, that's theirs. Yeah. This isn't anything to do with me, you yeah. know? So it's the perception of the company that matters. And that's what I go into the branding side of it is the perception of how that company yeah. is. And that comes through the content that comes through, you know, 
having a comp- having a social media that's actually active. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen tons of pages where they've posted in 2016. I'm like, are you still in business? Yeah, right. You right, know, because right. the perception is, are you even in, in business if you haven't posted in a while? Right. So having it active, because these are all the things that consumers think about. My best piece of advice for anybody in any business sector anywhere is think like a consumer because mm-hmm. often enough we don't. Right. They don't even though we all are. Yeah, we we consume every day. We yeah. consume a product every single day and people oftentimes just say, "Oh, well, they'll buy it." Mhm. Yeah. Would you? Right. <gasps> it, Would that strategy work for you? Right. And if you think about it, so think about when you go grocery shopping. Yeah. Right? And then when you get home and you unpack your groceries, take a look at what you bought. And honestly, take a look at each one of those products and I've even gone so far as to write this down. Why did I buy it? Like, what about this product? I, I mean, taste good's usually, you know, number one. Yeah. Because I like it and because yeah. I want to. <laughs> it's usually number two. But sometimes there's some things like, why did I buy this? Or yeah. what about this made me impulse? Or, you know, how do I was relate Was it near to my this? hand? Yeah, So exactly. it was just easy for me to reach yeah. it. All those things what come into play. What is it advertising? You're, right. <laughs> is it the subliminal messages Absolutely. that are introduced to you? you and that's uh, why you I think it's a full circle. You know, it's a full circle strategy because... You know, if you have digital marketing outweighing social media, then you're slacking on one side, but you don't know if digital media is the one that actually got mm-hmm. them in the door mm-hmm. to, you know, buy it. <clears throat> it could be a billboard that they saw. It could yeah. be an event that they, you know, the business owner donated a lot of money to the National MS Society. Yeah. Therefore, you know, my aunt has, you know, MS or something yeah. that's relevant to me. So I would buy that product. Yeah. So you can never really tell. But having one outweigh the other is a big problem yeah. in your strategy. And, and I did say, as much as you never really know what made the final decision for a customer to purchase or buy or engage with you, ultimately, digital, whether it's through social or, or oh, yeah. is the most Oh, it's the most right? important, yeah. So because we're streaming radio, I always tell people when they ask, well, what's your list? How many listeners do you have? Yeah. How many demographics? It's like, we don't care. Yeah. Because none of them and none of those clicks bought your carton of milk or paid your power bill tonight, right? Absolutely. Our power is who we can get around this table with you. Mm-hmm. And... Who can we get your content in front of? Yeah. Because it's digital. It's permanent. It's Absolutely. not going away, right? Yeah. Unless the internet just crashes. Some wish. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I sometimes wish. You know, and then you got the dark but webs be, and all the I'd other I'd be out stuff. of business. Yeah. But it's it's always there, right? Yeah. So wrapping their heads around that too is, is, and remember that when you're doing social, it's always there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go back and delete it, but somebody oh, yeah. at some point is going to see it again. Yeah. 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 So, you know mind your manners <laughs> <laughs> and and that's why it comes back to the content that you're putting out if it's not relevant why post it i've yeah. seen people have you know and it, there's nothing wrong with it but family photos of them at christmas on their business pages yeah. and i'm like why yeah why why did you post it? yeah it's nice but that's the only thing on your page yeah and there's a I, I'm a lot nicer than I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I'm sounding right now. But these are just realities. But these things are realities and we can change that. We can help you out because like I said, they just don't have the time to do it. Yeah. And that's where I feel, that's where I fill in is that I take over is especially small business because the economics of it, whenever you have a social media manager, you're paying and I've, you know, I've worked in jobs where it was probably the same mm-hmm. amount is $30,000 a year. Yeah. If you not know, more. If not more. Yeah. And they're dedicated to doing it. And I can tell you right now, they're not spending that 40 hours a week right. on social media every single day, yeah. you know? And so the economics of it is that with me, you're doing a monthly package, you know, right. it's content, social media management and Facebook and Instagram. And it's, I don't, I spend, I don't know. There's, there's kind of a gray area of how much time I spend because it matters between each, you know, client because sure. of the shoots and the content. 
but you're looking at maybe $9,000 a year, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. 10. Now that's affordable. That's affordable. And so it helps a small business because every, it, social media is no longer a want. It is a need. Yeah. You have to be on it. Yeah. If you're not on it, then you're way yeah. behind. Yeah. It's a competitive place and you need to be on yeah. it. And yeah, that's where I come in. It's on the internet and your your Google listing or it's it's your know, Facebook account. A minimum, at least minimum, a minimum of, say, a Facebook. But I mean Instagram's growing now, so you got to I mean so we went in we we were we formed a, a another company called 850 Media, which is the sort of part of the umbrella. And I found this little site Plug. I cannot rem- I cannot, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I cannot remember what the site is actually called, but it it basically you put the name in there and it checks every social media thing out there i'm like okay i'm gonna get like 10 back no it was like 50 things and they were all open so we took the name yeah but um then i had to go register for all of them yeah half of them i don't even more than half i think i probably used five max you know yeah youtube being really kind of out there right now but um but there's all those platforms are all relevant yeah they all have fans that follow they all are a market share of something in some way shape or form yeah it's it's but crippling. For, but for me, I look at the return, and I think you yeah. know, you, you were talking about this too. Was um, that if you aren't willing to put the time in, and it isn't relevant to your customers and your clients, don't be on it. Just don't yeah. be on it. Yeah. You know, it, you don't have to be on every platform to just to get a couple followers. If you're not willing to put the time in, and it doesn't fit your demographic, then don't use it. Yeah. Because. Facebook and Instagram have the biggest return on the investment for a business as of right now. Now it could it can it could potentially change in two years with some other platform, but as of right now, you're able to track your conversions. You're able to track how many people you're reaching and impressions and all that on Instagram and Facebook, and that's where the people are. You go where the people are. Yeah, you go yeah. where the potential customers are. Either follow and, the market or lead it. Absolutely. So give me your, um, your your ideal client, and then I got my 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 two questions. <laughs> I, I haven't written down my ideal client. My ideal client is to any small business who you know is struggling to get any attention on yeah. social media. If you don't have time, if you it's you know too expensive to hire a social media manager, you know you don't even know where to start. Yeah, you have platforms. Most of the people have platforms. They just don't have the content to put out there. I can definitely help you out with that, and I can get it to where it's affordable for you. And you're getting a high quality product and service out of it. That's, you know, my ideal client. And it's most of the time they're a little bit medium to larger size clients, mm-hmm. but I've had people who are, you know, starting out startups yeah. Yeah. and, you know, I'm willing to help anybody because it is a definite need. And, you know, people just don't know where to start yeah. in with. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so oh, here's the loaded question. Yeah, well, I'd rather play Never Have I Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carolyn, when I asked what book show. are you reading earlier, he gave me the big like cut across the neck. He's like, "Don't ask me that question because he's not reading the book." But then, <laughs> but then you said, "Hey, I, I'm not reading a book." So now, so now I'm going to ask you if you were reading a book. Or I have read a book. <laughs> I have read a book. One? Who's? I've read a couple books. <laughs> I've read a really good book that uh, you know uh, was really revealing. It was a really short book. It's called the. Oh, where is it? It's called The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Mm-hmm. And it's very um, brutal and honest. And it's kind of um, aggressive. Yeah. And some people would not like it. But it reveals, because we've all had bosses and we've all worked in places where right. we didn't get it exactly along with people who were higher up. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of shows you what these people are thinking yeah. and kind of what the mentality is of business owners and bosses and stuff like that. Yeah. Who think this way? 
Sure. And it's almost like a defensive re- read to me. Mm-hmm. The way that I read it was it was almost like a defensive kind of eye-opening thing. Yeah. And it's a great book. I so you kind of get the other it. perspective of, of the, yeah, the absolutely. not so, so easily to work absolutely. with person. And it, and it goes in the news too. And it, it just, there's a, so much relevancy to all the laws that mm-hmm. are in there. I'm trying to remember one right now. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I thoroughly subscribe. And by thoroughly, I mean, I fully support it that every person at least once in their life should tell a job or a boss to shove off and quit. I did it two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So that's uh, how this started. <laughs> I, I resigned and ended up completely changing what I was doing, which was perfect for me. But prior to that in the restaurant industry, it, it happens quite yeah. often. Sometimes it's volatile, but yeah. I think there is something liberating about it. Absolutely. I, I think there is something in that power to know what you take want a risk. And, and choose it and take that Just risk. Just take the risk, you yeah. know? And some, I, I know there's a lot of people out there right now are like, no way that looks horrible on your record or what, you know, no. but honestly, I just think it's an experience that you have to get. Everybody should go through at least once. But it's calculated. Right. It's not like oh, you're just yeah. upping and saying, hey, I'm just not going to. Well, maybe it was. Well, maybe your experience was. <laughs> Mine was very calculated. Yeah. I knew that I wanted to get back to business. I knew that I saw a market. I knew that I you could do this. I had a belief in myself. My fa- my mother wasn't exactly happy, but my dad, you know, he mm-hmm. was always had the entrepreneurial spirit. And, you know, I had the support of that to start this mm-hmm. and or to keep it going, to be honest with you. And there was a comment that was said by my boss that was all I needed to hear mm-hmm. to know that I could do it. Right. And it was the exact opposite of what you want to hear. Sure. I mean, he basically said, if you go out, if you, well, what he did say was, if you go out on your own, you'll fail. Uh-huh. I said, I'll take that as a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Tell me I can't have it and watch me go get it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's paid off. Yeah. It's yeah. worked out. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so by all means, we are not condoning any violence no. or threatening. Activity, no, 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 no. I do think that every person should experience yeah. telling a job to shove it one day. Absolutely. I, I mean, and I don't know, maybe it's a sickness inside of me, but I, I don't think know. I know. I agree with it. So we have, we share the same sickness. A, I'd be curious to, to, Carolyn, what do you think? Have you ever just kind of up and quit oh, because I, you I, didn't believe in the values I'm or? Like, I'm not full with you guys. I'm on that. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. I, I think uh, it'll teach you to trust yourself. Absolutely. You know, provided you actually perform on the other absolutely end, right? but it, it's just a belief in yourself because my sister would never be able to do that yeah. you know but it just takes a certain kind of person to run a business let alone tell a job yeah. to you know yeah or even if you don't go to run a business but you just you're not happy with where you are yeah too many people don't do, admit that they're not happy where they are well no they accept it yeah they're victims yeah. of their circumstance right they say you know i can't financially do it you know i'm supporting somebody blah 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 and yeah that's 100 percent. i agree you know if you have you know, circumstances that prevent you from doing it. But if you calculate it and you do it right, it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the long run, it helps you a lot better and a lot more. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I'm feel it's fear. It's fear. Of yeah. course. It's yeah. Fear. Yep. And fear is the core of so much in life. It's fear, you know, but you'll also be 90 years old sitting on the rocking chair on the porch wishing. Absolutely. Me and I I would have just gave that a chance. No, you know what? I'm going in head first. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sliding into home base. I do not want to be left any form of, no. of less quality of life. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I will skydive it out on the way out. <laughs> so, um, all right, we're, we're, we're getting to the end of time. So, Carolyn, I want to thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate you phoning in from uh, up north there. Oh, yeah. Thank right. you. I want to say something to your listeners. Sure. You, you put together, and I want to commend you, you put together two great guests at the same time because... It was totally uh, random. Absolutely. Totally random. I agree. Yeah. 
because people need to take note how even though we do different things, Ben, yeah. we're both needed for a marketing strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes people think they only need one and not the other. So you may need to rethink what you're currently doing and consider taking on because Ben, you're a great asset to what we offer as well. So I hope that I can connect with you. And oh, absolutely. I'm going to email you right after this. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Collaboration over competition because together we can build great things. That's trademarked. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Ben, real quick, because no, we didn't. Pleasure, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So hang out for a minute. We're going to sign us out of here, and I'll let you know how the rest of this kind of goes. But Ben, we didn't get gotcha. to do your um. What's your contact information? Oh, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram at the Ben White. The, you know, the only one that's trademarked. Yeah. I'm the only one. And then uh, my website is www.benwhiteproductions.com. There you Super go. easy. You if you just it. type in Ben White and Pensacola, it might probably already just yeah, come it up. Pops up, or yeah. you already friended me already. <laughs> and if it doesn't, you let me know. I've got some digital advertising that I know works. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys, you can find us at P Cola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at P Cola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at PensacolaBusinessRadio.us. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Mm-hmm.